when you start to really, really care, genuinely care about somebody and really want to know about them and their needs, their wants, their desires, and they could see it, they could feel your heart. They know that there's no agenda. That's another challenge, right? People come to the table with an agenda. And I, I've learned to not have an agenda, just say, I'm going to go out there, meet people, talk to people with no particular agenda at all, except to get to know them and see how I can add value. Welcome to the Add Valued Entrepreneurs Podcast, where we're on a mission to end entrepreneurial unhappiness. If you're an entrepreneur with a burning desire to change the world, this podcast is for you. We're here to help you transform your life and business so that you can achieve the freedom and fulfillment you crave. This show is dedicated to entrepreneurs who want more out of their life, more meaning, more purpose, and ultimately, more happiness. You deserve it all, and it's possible. I'm your host, Robert Peterson, pastor turned life coach for business owners. I believe that success without happiness is not true success at all, but there's always hope for those who are willing to take action. Join us every week as we bring you inspiring leaders and messages that will help you on your journey towards success. Thank you for investing your time with us today. Let's get started. Today's guest started his first company right out of college in advertising. He holds a fourth degree black belt in karate and a first degree black belt in jujitsu. He even owns his own karate studio. Steve Spiro contributes much of his success to a strong work ethic, a can-do, never-quit attitude, discipline, integrity, and fearlessness that he cultivated in the martial arts. Steve is the master connector with over 41,000 contacts. Steve Spiro and Robert talk about the power of connection. Steve's written a book, The Tao of the Master Connector, and shares the power of spiritual connection and of creating relationships that help grow business. Steve is an introvert turned powerhouse using his gifts to help others engage in connection. Well, Steve, thank you so much for jumping on the show today. Really appreciate you taking the time and look forward to a great conversation. Appreciate you, Robert. Uh, it's an honor to be on here with you, sir. Absolutely. So typically I just have my guests share their entrepreneurial journey and what's led them to the impact they're making today. Yeah. I mean, I, I could, I could spend, by the way, I got to say this. What's going on, friends? Steve Spiro, the master connector coming at you live and direct. I got to do it. It just it, it brings the energy in for me and sort of a signature of, of, of kind of what I do. But um, yeah, so my my crazy story, and I'll give you a short version of it, the Reader's Digest, but I was born and raised in the Bronx. Um, family struggled financially. Parents got divorced early on, even though my dad was an entrepreneur. And he had a liquor store. Dissuaded from going into that, uh, so I wound up going into advertising, marketing, um, went to high school and college for that. Pretty focused, uh, not not a um, besides being, you know, struggling financially. I was learning disabled, dyslexic, picked on, bullied, and just just uh, struggled with that. But I had a, a chip on my shoulder to, to succeed. So it was always entrepreneurial, uh, you know. From I had a little sign company early on, and I always was doing something and. So when I got out of college, came to get, get a job, I started a company, uh, opened a small advertising agency in New York City, and it was pretty wild being a 22-year-old businessman. And then I also started training the martial arts in 80, since 1983. So I have a couple black belts. My wife's a black belt also. So just And I had a karate studio. So just uh, pretty diverse all over the place and had a very illustrious career in the advertising industry. Eventually, uh, the economy shifted, and I had uh, to pivot. 
I, but a year before that all that happened, I've been introduced, I was introduced to a very successful entrepreneur who was really a true entrepreneur and took me under his wing and took on a mentoring role with me, got me on a path of self-development with books and audios and networking. And he's actually a guy who basically challenged me. He said, you know, Steve, you need to meet three strangers every day. And when you live in the Bronx or New York City, or I was, I was not in the Bronx at that point, I was already in uh, the suburbs of New York, but when, you, when you're from New York, talking to strangers, it's like, they're going to shoot you or they're going to kidnap you. You know, it's like, so um, I did it. I stretched myself. It was a crazy experience, but I started to do it. And uh, then eventually um, that opened me up, kind of got me in this sort of, got me out of my comfort zone. And I was able to pivot. I wanted pivoting into technology and then eventually into consulting, but also started to grow this huge network, became a big networker. Uh, and that eventually started because people saw this huge, massive network I had accumulated, started asking me to speak. And so today uh, I do business automation consulting. I have, you know, several entrepreneurial projects that I'm still involved in. I do uh, speaking. I've got a LinkedIn live broadcast. I, I just published a book, The Master Connector, uh, The Tao of a Master Connector. So and the name The Master Connector is, is sort of... Um, it's because I, I can't be put in a box. I don't fit in that box. And when people ask me what I do and I would tell them, I would just hear back, I don't get it. I may just call him a master connector. But but there's some double entendres. If you want to get into that, we can get into it later. But but that's um that's kind of what we what I do. And my goal is to be on a TEDx stage, eventually to be paid to travel the world, speak and inspire and be a beacon of light. And uh, everything I'm doing in my life is really geared towards that mission on this planet. And um, yeah. So the book has been a, it's been a labor of love. And, you know, my, my mom, was, I always wanted my mom to be proud of me that my doctor, this, you know, my son, the doctor, my son, the lawyer, but now she could say my son, the published author. But, but anyway, my mom has always been proud of me, but that's uh that's, that's a little bit about me. That's my crazy journey. And there's a lot of twists and turns along the way. And I only gave you the high, the, you know, the, the, uh, the, the, the highlight reel of, of, of the career. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because liquor stores are the one, you know, one of those industries that no matter what the economy does, the, the yeah. liquor stores are always doing well, but it's a very yeah. hard, hard business, especially on the owners because of the hours and uh, because of the clientele and, and, yeah. and typically, yeah, they, it's, it, that's a, that's a tough business to, to be in. So good for your dad to, to sway you away from it. And of course, in this economy, there's still a piece of you that goes, man, a liquor store would be just be a great side hustle, right? <laughs> and you know, what? to help dissuade me, he he gave me stories of multiple times that he got held, held up by gunpoint. So there was that piece of it too. So don't forget that there's that. I know, um, in fact, there's a lot of liquor stores in this area that have literally bulletproof glass windows uh, because of that craziness in this in this region. So... Uh, but yeah, yeah. So it wasn't that hard to dissuade me, quite quite no, frankly, because no. of that piece. Yeah. So let's talk about let's talk about the power of a mentor and and this yeah. this experienced entrepreneur coming alongside you and what that set you up for. Sure. I mean, listen, it, it was transformative for me because you know I've heard that you know people talk about mentors. I know there was this the the big buzz in the corporate world is business mentors and have somebody who's a and that's great. I think it's fantastic. But this mentorship relationship was way more than that. I mean, you know, we started to build a friendship. We built we we started to 
work on projects together. So it wasn't just theoretical mentorship, right? There's the, the work mentors, and then you hear about business coaches and no disrespect, but some, you know, a lot of times it's, it's theoretical mentorship because it's try this, try that. Let me know how you make out kind of thing. And, you know, I didn't do a lot of sports. I did martial arts, I did tennis, but imagine if you had a coach that never saw you on the playing field or never saw you in the weight room, how could you coach them? And a lot of times I hear people about, you know, getting heavy mentors and worse yet, if it's somebody who's this sort of theoretical mentor, like someone like Grant Cardone, who they watch their videos, how do you, how does that could be a mentor to you? So this relationship was very much hands, hands on. He got to see me in action. He got to see my good, the bad, and the ugly. And it trans it transcended outside of business. We became friends and still to this day and uh, still work with him today. I was on a Zoom call with him yesterday night. And but we're, you know, I, I've talked to him about my marriage and you know, relationship stuff. We've we've had conversations about, you know, financial stuff. And you know, fortunately today I'm in a very, very good place because of mentorship. Uh, you know, we've talked about career stuff. We've talked about, you know, uh, should we buy a good time to get a car? It's a good time to, to get rid of the car, you know, whatever it's, you know, buy a house, sell a house, you know, all that stuff. And typically most coaches or work mentors don't get into that. In fact, you probably, if you're, if you have a work mentor, you're probably going to get, you know, there's a risk of maybe HR getting involved if you get too personal. But this, this relationship was extremely because, you know, he said, listen, if you build a man, the man will eventually build a company. And I like that. And he really, he, in fact, to a degree, uh, he rebuilt me because I was I was broken as I kind of, you know, as I sort of alluded to. I was in a very dark place for many years. And, you know, being shy and introverted, picked on, bullied, learning, disabled, dyslexic. I had this really, really low self-esteem. I might have been on the outside looking confident, you know, double black belt, you know, you know, entrepreneur, start a company out of college, but I was broken. I was, I had a lot. And I also didn't know anything about how to work with people at zero people skills. I had the, you know, the, the personality skills, people skills of, you know, brick. I mean, just not, not existent. So it just was a lot that he was able to work with me on and, and continue. And the Steve, the Steve Spiro today, if you got to see who I was 15, 20 years ago, you'd be like, how is that possible? Uh, but it's possible through 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 a real true mentoring relationship. It's been incredible. So now let's talk about the power and the the growth that well, even just being set up as an entrepreneur from this idea of meet three strangers every day. Oh my gosh. So that 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 was First of all, it's been a great experience, and I still to this day do it. Now, when po when COVID hit, I had to pivot because you know I would literally meet people still to this day, but you know whether it be at the gym or online at the supermarket, at the deli counter. You know, if you're not from New York, nobody really knows what that probably means. <laughs> but uh, but uh, if you're you know you know anywhere, uh, just talk to strangers and. Now, when, when COVID hit, obviously, we all had masks on, especially in this area. You know, it wasn't very easy to do that. So I pivoted and started to, you know, leverage LinkedIn more and social media more. And, and But honestly, it's been the most rewarding thing that I've been able to do. It, it has allowed me to collaborate with amazing people, uh, you know, joint venture, ventureship, joint ventures, I guess is the word. And 
uh, incredible friendships, uh, partnerships. It's been amazing. Um, and for me, since since COVID, it you know it's been the best financial years ever. And I I believe it's because I because I really invested in in being others focused and building a net, network. And of course, there's the cliche of you know your network is in direct proportion to your net worth and all that. Sure, but but I've seen that in terms of you know what it's done for me in my life and from a from a business perspective it's been it's been amazing from a personal perspective it's been truly rewarding quite frankly so it's it's kind of checked a lot of the boss the boxes so i mean obviously one of the biggest challenges for many jumping into the entrepreneurial space is the sales conversation and yeah. and having conversations with strangers really sets you up to be a better salesman yeah i would agree i mean so one of the things that I've learned to do through this whole experience, as I alluded to, is being others focused. So when you start to really, really care, genuinely care about somebody and really want to know about them and their needs, their wants, their desires, and they could see it, they could feel your heart. They know that there's no agenda. That's another challenge, right? People come to the table with an agenda. And I, I've learned to not have an agenda just say i'm gonna go out there meet people talk to people with no particular agenda at all except to get to know them and see how i can add value not the add value on okay whatever product or service i'm marketing not that add value whatever they need i want to see how i can help them if possible and if that means introducing them to someone in my network if it means you know suggesting a book that i've read because i've put a bunch of books into this this brain of mine uh, whether it be to some introducing them uh, to to a networking group that I'm a part of, whatever it happens to be. Maybe I know of a podcast I could introduce them on. Whatever it is, I'm always trying to add value so that when you find out what people want, now it's easy to help them. The old model, and I've got a LinkedIn live broadcast coming up, but I'm not sure when this is going to air, but it's called the Sales Rebellion, this particular one. And the, the, it's going to be on you know the contrary version of, of what sales is. Uh, but the the old model of you know push, you know and you know trying to get people that's just not it's it's not effective. It's I don't know if it's ever been effective, but today it's definitely not effective at all. So so just the opposite, which is build relationships. Um, one of my favorite books is The Go Giver. The Go Giver, the title of that book used to be called Endless Referrals. So that's another way that you can get. You know, and, you know, Bob Berg's great and, and John David Mann and uh, Bob was on our show. We we're blessed to have him on, on our show. Uh, so, but yeah, so anyway, I don't know if I answered your question, but that's that's my perspective on kind of how talking to strangers has allowed me to be able to, you know, open things up. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I've had both Bob and John on my show and, and uh, John actually yeah. wrote an endorsement for my book. Um, oh, so that was cool. really cool. And he, he even put a side note. He's like, Robert, I really like your book. Like, like the endorsement was one thing, but he wanted me to believe the endorsement. Wow. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. They're really yeah, incredible really cool. men. And so that was, yeah. that was wonderful. You, we talked earlier about, about your mentor and, and the situation that you were in prior to, to being mentored. So I, I'm a huge advocate for borrowed belief, right? This idea yeah. that somebody believes in you, how much does that help, you know, move you along? And as a coach, one of the, 
the things and having been in, in Christian leadership, one of the biggest powers that I felt like I have and had is, is being able to believe in the greatness in somebody and, and, ex, you know, and extol that expectation onto them to, sure. to lift them up to another level that, that they didn't, they didn't think was possible until yeah. somebody else says, dude, you've got this. You, you can, you can do more than you believe you can because I believe in you. And I know that the greatness of God is within you. <laughs> and so talk a little bit about that part of the, of the relationship and the value that that's done you know, for, for you. And now that you, you pass that on to others, because I know that, that you're passing on the, those, the power of belief. Sure. Sure. So, so yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot that I could talk about in that area. So I'll just start by saying this, um, you know, I didn't know I was born and raised Jewish, um, bar mitzvah and everything. And, uh, God was not in my life. We went to a couple of the big holidays. Uh, I was kind of a, you know, again, thinking my, the way I'm going to you know succeed in life was just make good money. And that was it. And get fulfillment through the satisfaction of building a career or whatever. And I, and when I say I was in a dark place, it was because I really had a hole in my heart. Uh, I was broken. I was, I was definitely wounded. I was hurt. And um, yeah, and I had a lot of edge and I was very, I had a very hard, a very hard shell around me protecting me. So, you know, but he saw something in me and I don't know if it was whatever, whatever it was, maybe, maybe I, I know today now what it was because everyone has the seed of greatness within them because they were born by the, uh, the, the ultimate creator, they were created by the ultimate creator. And, um, you know, our, our father in heaven wants that the best for us. Right. So I saw how he lived his life and, and he, he just, he had this sort of peace about him. And I, I just thought, oh, the guy's wealthy and he's does really well. You know, he's got peace, he's got time, money. I mean, he's got it all. It was a little baffling to me because people that were wealthy in the area I'm from, from is usually they were edgy and they were, but so it was different. But he never preached at me. And, uh, you know, eventually over time, as we built the, the business relationship, we, I started asking questions. And, um, and, and as, as that chain, you know, eventually happened, I eventually became, um, I became a believer. I, I really believed uh, my wife and I actually, she was born and raised Catholic and we both accepted the Lord um, at a business conference. There was, there was an optional Sunday morning service and we came forward. And so, um, and that was certainly changed my life. But to, uh, to answer your question in, in the other side of your question is that he said, he, he basically said to me, he said, listen, I'll believe in you to you eventually believe in me to eventually you believe in yourself. That's really, it's what he, and I, and I, and I've been able to pay that idea forward too, because he really did. And again, I didn't realize that, you know, I mean, I had accomplishments, so maybe in the on the on the outside of it, I thought, well, he believes in me because of the accomplishments, double black belt. I definitely had the work ethic for sure. I had the grit. I, I had, you know, I had the 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 um, the hunger, right? So I had a lot of the raw ingredients to be successful, but but beyond that, I think he saw that there was some, you know, that that I could, you know, there was greatness inside of me because, you know, of who who created me, right? So. <laughs> I don't know if that answers your question, but that's really the, my, my thoughts and, and how, my reflections of what you were asking. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's the perfect answer. And, and I, I love your truth and also love the, the truth of, 
the power of our words. We will be right back after this short break. Are you an entrepreneur who started their business with purpose and passion only to lose sight of it amidst the daily grind? We understand how frustrating that can be. That's why we're offering free strategy calls to help you gain clarity on the barriers holding you back from achieving your dreams. In just 30 minutes, our experienced coaches will work with you to identify obstacles and develop strategies for overcoming them. There's no commitment or pressure, just a chance to get some assistance and clarity you need. Scheduling is easy. Simply visit smilingcall.com and select a time that works for you. Let's jump on a call and build your business together. It's time for you to add value and achieve your full potential as an entrepreneur. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. As, as we shift into these positions of leadership, it, it really is a responsibility when we're influencing others, whether that's through introductions, through LinkedIn, through we become influencers. And as influencers, part of that influence is, is believing in the best in people. And and really, because of that, you, you're able to draw out the best in people. And I think that's that's a superpower of a master connector, right? Yeah. Somebody that's able to, to have a relationship start with somebody without expectation and, sure. and simply, simply leaning into the relationship, um, like you said, giving first and, and being able to to see the good in, in other people, you know, my, my company name is, is add value. And there's obviously two parts to that. Right. But it really is based on Paul's words to the Thessalonians, encourage one another and build each other up. And part of that's because John Maxwell is my mentor and his optional (laughs) Sunday at every conference he does is also worship service where he invites people to, to, to come forward. And I, I came to John after, you know, coming to being in, involved in the faith in 20 years in Christian ministry. But what I love about John and the reason that, you know, I focused my business when I started was because John came from the faith background the same as I did and and, and still yeah. lives that out. But now yeah. he focuses on a target of, of business consumers and, and business people. And, and that's really what I'm targeting entrepreneurs specifically. And part of why I target entrepreneurs specifically is because the problem I saw within the church and the problem I saw overseas and having worked as missionaries and worked partnered with missionaries all around the globe is, is poverty. And, and the church needs tools to empower business development, really to empower free enterprise. And so now that's my focus is taking people of faith and helping them build businesses that can grow the kingdom and empower the kingdom because the kingdom needs resources and, and God, God created us to experience this greatness. And I think it's a missing piece um, that the poverty mindset is so enamored or or swallowed up the church that, that many people are just stuck in this place where they feel guilty about money and, and trying to help people pass that is, is really that power and, and, you know, John Maxwell, I love that he offers people and, and, and it's not necessary to be in his program. It's not necessary to, to, uh, to, to be a coach in the business sphere, but there is an element of, of spirituality to money. There's an element of spirituality in business. And I think the people that are open to that spirituality that are open to source, and you and I both know that that is God, <laughs> our creator, right. um, have, have more opportunities 
opened to them when you start stepping into your purpose. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting, right? You know, from a secular sense, you, you know, there's, there's some people that are, they feel like, you know, money is evil and, you know, and then they even quote scripture, right? The, the love of money, um, you know, you know, you know, uh, well, they, they quote, they quote, um, you know, money is the root of all evil, right? No, it's the love of money that's the root of all evil, right? It's if you make it your God or you make it the most important thing. And, you know, a lot of times I hear back, you know, and talk to people about their ultimate, you know, ultimate lifestyle and what they want and, you know, what they want from, from their life. And like, well, you know, I don't know if we really, I really want a million dollars, you know, because I'm just not like that. I'm like, and I don't say it because I'm trying to use good people skills, but I'm like, man, you're selfish. Because who's to say if you had a million dollars, you couldn't donate or give away or tithe whatever the majority of it away so who's to say i'm not saying you you have you need a million dollars to do to 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 sit on you know throw it on a bed and then just bathe in the in the in the money on the bed i'm talking about what can you do with it right what kind of good could be done right and money is neither good nor evil evil it just uh, takes on the personality of the person that has it right so what kind of good can we do uh if we have money and and we're successful. So I'm, I'm with you on that. And I think we do need to educate um, people that, you know, I, I'm big into holistic success. Holistic success is not just the money side, but it's spiritual, it's relational. There's all sorts of stuff that, that makes you wealthy uh, or in, and successful. It's not just one. And, you know, if, if I was a billionaire, but I was miserable, unhealthy, and I had no relationships, it's not, it's not good either, right? Exactly. Well, and, and it goes further, right? Because I think there are people who believe God gave them their job. And, and, and the truth is jobs, we sacrifice 50 hours a week between the 40 hour work week and the driving. And, and, you know, I got to ask, does God want you away from your wife for 50 hours a week? Right. You know, does God exactly. want you away from your family because your family should come first. And if your family comes right. first, but of course we, we have that excuse, right? Well, I'm making the money for the family and then I get the second job for the family and I'm bringing home the money for the family. Now, are you a slave to the money <laughs> or, you know, is the money right. your master or is God? Because mm -hmm. I think if God wants you to honor him, honor him and honor your family first means you don't yeah. sacrifice your family, right? That holistic approach you've got to honor your family and your job and, and find the balance that, and I hate the word balance, find the harmony that that yeah. allows you to, you know, take really good care of your family, set good boundaries up. And that's why entrepreneurship is so important in this because jobs become your master yeah. <laughs> and, and somebody else gets to decide where your kids go to school, what kind of house you own. Cause if you have a job, yeah. guess what? They decide all those things about how much they pay you. And, uh, and you, you're, you're pretty much a, a servant to a different master. So yeah. that's why entrepreneurship is so important. And our listeners just need to be, you know, to, to really discover the freedom of, you know, entrepreneurship. But so many of them get stuck. <laughs> they get yeah. stuck. They treat their entrepreneurial enterprise like a job. And they're still just as stuck working yeah. probably like your father was in, in the yeah. liquor store, right? working long hours to just keep it alive, hard to hire people. I mean, we hear all the challenges, uh, you know, of running a business today. And so for you, that, that holistic approach, how do you help a business owner, you know, see their life in a more holistic manner? 
and and the value of how that how that improves their business right well what is my physical health or i've heard this one a lot how do my relationships that are broken impact my business yeah yeah listen i you know i i try not to be the source for the answers <laughs> uh maybe i can point to the sources but not be the source right so of course um if they have any kind of spiritual belief i say to, you know look to the bible look to um look to god right because uh, that's your source but um but it should be right um i have you know i'm great on you know i do love self-development books whatever and you know it's um you know the the, the book that you see over my shoulder here the Tao of master connectors a book i i recently wrote and uh that uh, I think will help with the mindset a little bit, but a lot of that is collaboration or uh, it's just a collection of many uh, things I've read and listened to. And um, I also have some amazing people in my life, an incredible network, a, a group of strong uh, men and women. Many of them are, are people that um, are in my network that are extremely successful entrepreneurs, business leaders, and how they live their life. And so I point to them and, and you know, you could see the proof is is in the pudding, if you will, right? It's, you could see the the fruit on their tree and the kind of life. And so I, I point to other other examples. I'm not trying to be that example per se, but but um, yeah. So that that's really how, how I, I address that um, is is through the, through the people I'm, you know, I'm around and, and, and the books I've read and, of course, our, our Heavenly Father. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit more about the Tao of a Master Connector and tell us, I mean, why'd you write the book? Obviously, you want to make your mom proud. Um, so that's a fantastic motivation. But but really, who's the target audience and, and what's the message you're sharing? Yeah, so interestingly enough, right? So the the, the word Tao is a, is a uh, I want to say it's from China, but it's, it could be Mandarin. I don't know what language, but Tao is the way of or path of. When I trained in the martial arts, we used um, the, the word bushi do, is, which means the way of the warrior, do meaning way. Uh, uh, if you, if you do, do know the martial arts, karate, do, it's the way of uh, karate is actually technically translated as an empty hand, right? So using your hand to, to, um, to defend yourself, if you will. So there's a way. And, and uh, you know, one of my favorite movies is The Last Samurai, where they, you get to see the Japanese culture and uh, the way the Bushido, um, you know, run, you know, kind of live their life, which is by higher purpose and others first. And, you know, in the Western culture, we saw the Knights of the Round Table and Camelot and, and King Arthur and that whole thing. And um, that that is another example of that and how they live their life to a higher, they call it the code, right? So I believe in that stuff. So the Tao, meaning the way out, there's a lot, of, a lot in there. It's the it's the code, it's the way, it's the method, right, of a master connector. So it's the mindset. It's not meant to be the 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 methodology or the um, how to. It's the more of the way, right? It's the again the thought process behind it. So I, you know, and that is a collaboration of a lot of different you know things I've learned over the years. So what I um, why I wrote the book is. The same reason I do public speaking, I do, you know, I'm an inspirational peak speaker. The same reason I have our, my the show every every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, little plug there, the Master Connector show. Um, it's uh, it's really to really be the light, uplift, inspire, and encourage. And, and I, I'm not the, 
the book is not, I'm not hoping the book gets, it becomes the best New York times bestseller. Although I, I I'd be great if it does. Uh, but it's just a, a vehicle to get the message out and inspire people. And the one thing that I've, I've done and I continue to do, whether it be on the book, I was very careful on when, how I crafted the language. Cause I, you know, being from the Northeast, being from the Bronx, being a Jew from the Bronx, if you talk to me about Jesus, it's like, get out of my face, talk to the hand, get away from me. It's just, there's a wall that goes up immediately. But my mentor who, who never really talked about that, he just, I think I may have said this when we had our call together, Rob, uh, you know, he, he St. Francis Assisi said, I, I preach the gospel everywhere I go. And when necessary, I use words. He just lived his life. And and so, and he was very careful to not be over the top with his beliefs, but I was attracted and like, like the moth to the flame, I was kind of attracted to the light. And, and that's how I've wanted to be with how I live my life, uh, how I conduct myself, the brand that I've created with the master connector and ultimately the master connector, right? Although yes, connector, you can talk about networking, you could talk about uh, you know, connecting the dots, you know, introducing somebody in my network to you and all that stuff, right? Or connect you to some, you know, some books I've read and you should check this book out or connect you to some uh, other networking groups. Yeah. But ultimately, the master connector connects to the, to the ultimate source. That's to me the, the ultimate master connector, right? I'm connecting you to them, to him. And uh, so the book is really another another way to do that. It's just another way to touch people, and uh, you know, again, it's there's this it's very very light with you know that the the Christianese, if you will, and you know, I'm, you know, that's why I talk about being the light. And it's funny, I've I've talked to quite a few people that are hardcore Jewish, right? They they wear the the yarmulke and they they go to temple every Saturday, and they you know they they they. They do, they, they pray and they're really, I mean, I very much respect, okay? Um, and when I talk to them about my mission and I say, you know, I want to be the light, uplift, inspire, and encourage. And after I'm speak, done speaking, they're like, I love that. That's awesome. Meanwhile, they're not realizing that I'm, I'm really speaking, you know, the, you know, the, the, the Christian message, right? But they're, they're, you know, but it's okay. I'm not offending them. I'm not pushing them away. And so again, the book, the book is a big part of that. And you know the other the other piece of it is as a as an introvert right the the subtext is the the way that's the, again the Tao right the way an introvert became a master connector and so I I want people to understand um, that there's that if they're introverted or you know if they were in a dark place right one of the pillars of our of our, of the book and what I speak about as a speaker and what I use we have on our show is having the grit to overcome obstacles right. So if you have any kind of challenges that you can overcome them, uh, ultimately, best way to overcome them is look to him. But um, at some point, they'll understand that, right? Um, but um, certainly, we have enough power within us to overcome just about anything. And then if we, if we pull from the ultimate source, you know, it's, it's unlimited, right? Um, I could do all things through he who strengthened me, right? And we can go quote scripture all day long, right? But that's really the, the, the bottom line. Yeah, love that. So now let's take it to the other side and let's talk about the, the the value of connection. You mentioned, you know, 
endless referrals from from Bob Berg, and and obviously you know you've built a a, a huge network on on LinkedIn. You've obviously built a huge network in person, meeting three new people every day. What does it mean to be a, a connector of of humanity of, of humanity, and then and then how does that add value to to people's business? Yeah, I mean, I, I think one of the one of the things that we need to understand, if we're, we're talking on the business side for for a moment here, right? The old model, and I'm going to be touching on it on the uh, episode we have coming up, the sales rebellion, but the old model of you know, you call, you pitch, or you email. It just doesn't work. I mean, it 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 it, it can. You do enough of something, something's going to work, right? right. The percentages are very very low, right? So, what I what I feel is, if you're talking to people without an agenda and you're networking and connecting and adding value, you're going to be able to break barriers down and be able to you know build business that way. And um, and so one of the things that I love speaking uh, to large organizations, especially if they have large teams, teams of salespeople, et cetera, or business development people, is, is having their team understand the value of connection and not just networking, right? The reason I didn't want to call myself the master networker is because networking is one thing. It's it's kind of looked on down upon a little bit today, like a little like prostitution. It's just it's kind of <laughs> ugly, you know? So, but but connect connection, right? Connecting. And so, you know, whether it be on a, on a call, whether it be something they're, you know, they're emailing, whether it be a uh, face-to-face, -face, whatever it is, if they could connect better with somebody and understand what they, you know, who and what they're about and learning that, you, you know, God gave us two ears and one mouth to, to listen twice as much as we speak, that will help them in the sales process and then allowing themselves to grow a big network so that they can have the opportunity to either, you know, listen, if, if I'm trying to call upon a CEO that I want to potentially talk to them about their business and maybe maybe have them as a client eventually, and I've got 16 other peers of that person that I'm connected with on LinkedIn, there's a good chance he's number one, he's going to connect with me if I reach out to him to connect with him, with me. Or if I were already connected, he's like, wow, I mean, these 16 other people that are peers of mine are connected with him. He must be okay. Uh, in addition to that, the bigger network, you're gonna get more referrals. I, I love utilizing LinkedIn for the endorsements that you can have the people write endorsements about you. So that also helps with credibility. Uh, you can use the platform to be a thought leader. So again, if you have a big network and now you 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 have a platform that you can become that thought leader. So there's so many valuable tips to having a big network that it's 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 it really can change your the the landscape of your business and and bring in business that more than likely you wouldn't get going the traditional route. Yeah. Love that. Well, and, and I love like your, your giving first and in, you know, when you and I chatted in preparation for, for this show, you know, you offered, Hey, who can I introduce you to? And, and, and I know that that's how you've grown your network is by yeah. <laughs> making introductions on a regular basis yeah. that 
allows the reciprocation to continue to grow your network. Um, and that's, yeah. that's so powerful to be able to put other people first and, and help yeah. them make some connections. And then in turn, of course, those, those will reciprocate and, and come back to, to grow your continue growing your network, but it's in, it ties networks together, right? Because you mentioned if you've got those mutual connections with a CEO that you're trying to reach out because you've been networked with others, you, you've got 16 mutual connections. And that's, right. that's really powerful as, as you, you start, it doesn't just elevate yourself. It, it starts to elevate everybody. And that's, that's really powerful. I love what you just said. And I, I want to just, just touch on for a minute about it. And that is, and I didn't get to talk about it because I got a little, a little sidetracked, but thank you for bringing it up. You know, it obviously in the good, in the good book, right. A lot, there's a lot of farming, you know, references, but it's the universal laws, right. And the universal law of sowing and reaping, right. You reap what you sow, you, you give, you get, but you get, you, you give, and then you get back, you know, in abundance, right. Press down, shaking together, overflowing, right. It's just, you get a lot more than you, you know, if you plant corn seed, you plant, I did a, a part of my book. There's a there's a section called the secret of the corn, right? And it's you plant three or four corn seed in the in the ground, and then a whole stalk will come up, and will yield, I don't know, 16, 20, 30 ears of corn. And each of those ears of corn have plenty of corn seed. And I don't know the numbers, but you get way more than you put than you plant, right? And so if you sow good seed, you know, like make recommend referrals like we were talking about, right? Introductions, whatever, give first, eventually you get. And that's been the case for us. You know, our, you know, like I said, our, we've been blessed financially, you know, especially over the last few years because we've sown, we've sown a lot of good seed and, you know, the seed doesn't return void. It, it comes back. It may not come back exactly where you sow it, but it'll come back, right? It's again, it's a universal law. You could disagree with the, the law of gravity and you say, I don't agree with gravity. I I'm going to jump off a building and prove to myself, you're going to, yeah, you, you're going to just prove that it was right. You know, you're not going to just because you think and that's the challenge with the world today is we kind of come up with our own version of what truth truly, truly is, but truth is truth and universal law is universal. And the law of sowing and reaping is, is extremely valuable. And, and I, I, it's extremely valuable in the business realm. Absolutely. Well, and I think the law of reciprocity follows on sowing and reaping, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and both of those are, are, are superpowers if, if people know how to use them and, and put the right effort in the right place, right? So first, right. reap later, <laughs> you got to do right. it in the right order. Absolutely. Yes. Steve, we end every show with a guest sharing their words of wisdom. So for our entrepreneurs listening, what would you share? Listen, I, I feel like we, we threw a lot of wisdom at you already, but but the, the, the bottom line is go out there with an open heart, an open spirit, be ready to give, be ready to listen, and don't have an agenda. And if you do that, people will feel your heart. One of the other pillars of my book, of my book and my show and what I speak about is connecting authentically and leave with some vulnerability. You know, I, you heard me early on talk about being introverted and picked on and bullied and all those things, learning disabled. Leave with some vulnerability because when you do that, the walls come down, barriers are broken and people start to open up and they see you're human and, and they, they want to give. So if you go out, great heart, open spirit, looking to give, looking to serve, looking to listen, hear people's challenges, how can you help, add value, 
the the world will be your oyster. Steve, thanks so much for sharing with us today. Appreciate your vulnerability. Appreciate your wisdom, and and know that the audience benefited greatly from our conversation. I appreciate. It. Thank you for the opportunity, Rob. Very much appreciate. It. Thank you for tuning in to this episode brought to you by the power of intentional decisions that lead to massive action. Those aren't just buzzwords. They're qualities that can help you take control of your life and build a successful business. To support you on this journey, we're offering you our most popular survey to help you establish a baseline. Visit enjoybizlife.com to check it out and take the first steps towards changing your life and business. We often make things more complicated than they need to be losing sight of what's truly important. This tool will help you refocus on what matters most so that you can start doing the things you've always wanted to do, like spending quality time with loved ones. And if you enjoyed this episode, please show us some love by liking, subscribing, or leaving a review. But most importantly, share it with someone who needs to hear it. In our next episode, Robert and Allison Caffrey talk about operations and the value of creating systems to do stuff. Systems are the habits for your business to get stuff done. Allison shares how a fractional COO can help your business create a plan, document what works, and make it duplicatable and scalable.